but yeah, so anyway, she's she tweeted out saying about how good the discussion on the storytelling was. Yeah. And like she was like, Oh, I'm so pleased someone's doing stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah, I thought so. I was like, um, <laughs> It's funny that they say that though, because that's literally the only fucking shit I can comment. <laughs> yeah, which is like it's like it's lucky that. Yeah, it's really that's lucky. About that. the only thing I feel like I have some modicum of knowledge is like logical storytelling. <laughs> the rest of it, I'm like, ah, nah, I don't yeah. know much else. <laughs> And I don't really have much interest in anything else. Like, no, I was listening and I, I, I kind of, I don't know if I recommend it or not, but I listened to a podcast called, for, uh, there's a podcast series called The Laps Fan. And apparently they're pretty, it's actually a really big podcast. Um, and they do like, they're like, it's about one guy's a Laps fan and they watch stuff and he tries to, you know, like see what he likes or what he doesn't like. And I, I don't really know much about the show, to be honest, but they're, they're quite popular. They do Attitude Era stuff mostly. Oh yeah, but they did a they did a thing where they they covered the Kenny Omega um, Okada series. They started doing that. Yeah, the first the first podcast is four hours. I'm like, holy shit! This is part one. I'm like, good god. Yeah. Um, so I had it on this week, and it was actually really interesting to hear from an outsider's perspective on what they were seeing. Like trying to because they're like, oh, this got six stars. It's like the greatest match ever. Blah blah. And are they starting from num- the first match? first one? They're watching each yeah. one. So the first episode's only them cover. It goes four hours, and it's only their first the first match. But what they do is yeah. they actually watch the match in real time, react to it, talk about it. They do all the pre stuff. It's it's you know it's yeah. kind of it's kind of interesting, but it's kind of yeah. cool to see like a guy that doesn't really have they have they don't know a bunch of stuff. Like they make mistakes about things, and timelines <laughs> are a bit off, and yeah, but they're just trying to figure it out. And they were like. They watched the first one and they're like, oh, they're like six stars. Like, oh, I give it four and a half. But it's like, the guy's like, that's really good. It's like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm watching, but shit, it was good. But it's yeah. like, to him, it's like, oh, I don't like this part. I don't like this part. It's like, that's fine. But it's like, objectively, it's like, this is a really good thing that I'm watching, but I just yeah. don't get this or this or whatever. But it was just interesting from like the story, the guy that, that picked the selection for, for them who won the deal and asked them to, to review these matches he just said oh the story is so important like he said when you're watching live and you know what the story is between the two competitors and you know what what each match is building towards and where it's going he said that's what if you watched it in the moment with the story and the the, the drama and the build he said that's what people left thinking that's the greatest thing i've ever seen and you can't recapture that and i was like yeah. that's that's kind of the like that's kind of the magic of the whole thing is watching live and watching with the story, like in, in that time, like it doesn't be live as in I'm watching straight as it's happening, but watching unspoiled or knowing, not knowing when the end's coming and then having this progression. Mm. It's like, yeah, that's like 90% of people's investment. Cause you yeah. can watch good high athletic matches anywhere. Like you watch triple a and watch some, do is flip around and do some awesome high spots and shit but i mean there's a reason why people get into tv shows and wait yeah. for the next episodes to come out or there's hype behind the next series coming or whatever it's, and you know the cliffhanger they the cliffhanger at the end of an episode i mean often these series matches that guys like okada have i mean okada has a lot of them <laughs> basically every is them in two-year blocks yeah 
um, that's what is sort of unique about the New Japan presentation. And I think like AEW is trying to do a version of it. Just half that week to week stuff, isn't it, man? Yeah, the week to week makes it difficult. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the, the idea, I mean, the idea of the importance of story when you have, when you're so oversaturated with content, this is the beauty of the, the structure of New Japan, I think, too, is the space for different divisions or whatever to get their shine. It presents an opportunity for guys to not be overexposed. Or, you know, if you are seeing them, they're not in featured spots all the time. So, like, you know, it, it might be tag league or whatever, and Okada might come in as a, you know, special tag match at the beginning mm. of the thing and do a thing with Spot with Yano and do a five-minute match or whatever. But then at the end of that, he, you know, then whatever, whatever's coming next, King Pro Wrestling or whatever, whatever it is after that. But you get those moments where, it's not just them all the time. So there's a chance to sort of miss them and you can build up other guys and you can build up other elements of stories. And that all adds to it. It's like, what you know, seeing them all the time, it would be really tricky. Yeah. but like you, don't watch, you don't watch something like Star Wars because you're going to see fucking Vader all the time. You watch it because those moments when you see him, are going to be so special and mm. they're held back and it makes them feel that much bigger or like watch you watch jaws and the fucking shark comes out at the end it's not you don't see the shark all the way out i mean that's what modern modern movies do poorly these days some do it better but modern movies do poorly they show you the monster too soon the restraint's hard it's very hard especially when you if you're booking that's over a long modern culture. Time. yeah modern culture is patient <laughs> yeah and maybe that's why some fans of Western wrestling are never going to transition to New Japan because yeah. they don't like to wait. And yeah. if you watch New Japan for a year, you, you're not going to see your favorite guys in title matches every week. No. And you're probably going to see the opposite in the sense you're probably going to see, you might get, you, you, you might get them in a title match, but they're more than likely going to lose and they're not. Yeah. Like success, it's so rare that someone gets that opportunity straight out of the gate that they're going to, and it's almost always the next guy, you know, like a Carter coming back in his second match, he gets the title. Like, um, like those guys are sort of presented you. Well, this guy must be special because he's been sort of shot to the moon and, um, and then they go away for a bit, they get a little run, they go away for a bit and they come back for their second run and get a bit of a, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, isn't it? Because it's like there's a lot of criticism of this. You know, we'll get into it when the show gets in there, but there's a lot of criticism of this build, right? And I get it. But like when you think about New Japan build, it's pretty simple. It's kind of like a sport, you know, like it's basically titles mean something. So we're all fighting for them. And I just, someone loses. And so, uh, you know, the person comes up and says, I want your belt. Let's go. Mm. It's like, it's pretty simple, right? Yeah. It's like a basic. Yeah. 
Logic. Yeah, you don't have you don't have to have the fucking figurehead come down to the ring and strut, and then you're I'm gonna put you in a match against. Doesn't always have to be personal. Fuck, you know. Doesn't yeah. always have oh, to be TK personal. Oh, TK said out the back, we can have a match tonight. Like, fuck. Whatever. Why does it have to be up to him? Hi, what's up, Bunny? Hi, what's up, Bunny? Hi, what's up, Bunny? Hi, what's up, Bunny? Alrighty then. Good morning. Happy lunch. Good afternoon. Hope your dinner is lovely. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on this community radio show called We Work Stiff. Happy lunch. Just I don't, I don't want to jump happy into your lunch. intro. We say happy lunch. Yeah, the, I can't control. What, I can't. Con- yeah, happy lunch. Yeah, it's an Australian thing. Uh, happy lunch, mate. Uh, you know, g'day. Uh, yes, g'day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, I quite like when when Red derails his own intro. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, you, you, you "Continue, Red." Yeah, my apologies. I love it. Just when you thought we were done, it's time for fun. As we hit the floor running, as we try and speculate something about Forbidden Door, we are we work stuff. My name is El Grande Rog. Uh, Red Williams, and I am joined by the chocolate moose himself, Josh Crichton. Hello. And the Togamore Pimp himself, Dr. Dave Pruden. Hello. Thank you, Red. Wait, I just, wait, I just gave a New Japan clap. Yes. Yeah. Very polite Corican clap. Yeah, and clap. Very polite Corican clap. Uh, yes. As Red said, happy lunch, everyone. Uh, it is. Uh, we're back. This is a very interesting show. This is like, uh, I was saying to Dave earlier, Red, before we sort of went uh, and recorded the show, that last week's episode did really well. We were like, I was sort of blown away by the, not only just the the numbers, you know, increase. It's always great to see listeners improve, increase and increase, but how quickly it sort of, it sort of tracked. But, you know, thank you, Jay, for drawing the house as per usual. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, it was a lot of great chat off the back of it. I was like, oh, cool. Like this, I thought we sort of had an interesting thing. And then we're following, now we're following up with this show, trying to preview <laughs> and discuss Forbidden Door. We have a half a card. A pay-per-view that doesn't, isn't fully. No, it's a, P, it's a PP at the moment. There's no V dropped yet. So we're just at the, we're the paper, uh, waiting to figure out what, what the card will be in, in its entirety. So what I did halfway through the week when I sort of became apparent that we weren't going to get a massive uh, info dump at some point, I was like, oh, well, let's just open it up to questions perhaps and uh, regarding Forbidden Door and put it over to the listeners and the people that follow us on Twitter at WeWorkStiff. Uh to sort of provide some of the structure for the show to see what they're interested in covering and seeing and, and understanding. And then we can sort of talk around those, try to answer those questions and, and we'll provide some insight into in terms of what we're looking forward to with the show, the build so far, the stories that have, have sort of caught us, the things that haven't made as much sense, all the little things around those things that we can add. Um, and so that's what this show is going to be. Uh, hopefully we will see as we yes. go through. Going to be a really happy lunch. Happy lunch. It's almost like we have gone to a restaurant and we said, "I'll have the mystery." Oh yeah, that's mm. a, that never goes badly either. That's it's just a hundred percent hit rate. 
Always, always. And it's what, like, what are you talking about before, Dave? Non-solid shits? Because I think pretty sure that lead, <laughs> I think I think the mystery lunch is probably the the leading cause of the uh, the wet farts. Uh, so I guess to to sort of start the show, I, I guess I, I'll just run through the card as is, as um, according to the New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, website, they put the card up as is, uh, and I, I'm assuming this is in order to some extent of what's going to main event. I'm assuming Moxley Tanahashi will main event as it's. I'll just go through and read the card. So, uh, John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the interim AEW World Title. Oh, yeah. Jay White versus TBA for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. Oh, yes. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy for the IWGP United States title. You know it. Uh, FTR versus United Empire versus Rapongi Vice for the Ring of Honor and IWGP tag team titles. Give me more. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm for the AEW Women's World title. Me likey likey. Uh, Pac versus Miro versus TBA versus New Japan Rep for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Five star. And the Jericho Appreciation Society of Chris Jericho and Semi Guevara and Minoru Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston, Willa Utah, and Shota Shuta Umino. You think you're hard? Fill my nipples. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so that is the card. Yeah. Uh, and I think it probably makes sense just, just before we even sort of give our thoughts to start off with our first question from Trish Spears uh, at Trish Spears 48, who asks, where do we think the card sits so far compared to New Japan's previous Western adventures? So what are we thinking of this card as is and then where it's been in relation to their previous efforts in the United States? Well, I mean, you, you talk about like the super card of honor where, you know, it was Jay in the main event. Then that was kind of, that was known as ring of honor really screwing up yeah. and then, and then new Japan coming along and, you know, so, hey, really, yeah. Yeah. Remember watching that show red. Oh, yeah. It was like, it was like good, we, bad, good, Bad. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so this one, the positivity is that there's far more established people in it. And I believe they're going about this in the right way. Whereas Supercard of Honor uh, really just kind of seemed like a, a one-off thing. I think based off what we've seen here, this is the groundwork for what's going to come in the future. It's, it's a building, it's a stepping stone towards a better relationship between both companies. So that's why the card has sort of been put together in this way. That's how I feel about it anyway. Yeah. So like, because I guess with Supercard, that was mostly New Japan matches, Ring of Honor matches. There wasn't a lot of crossover. I think it was, there was like two crossover matches. Mm. So that's probably, I'm just listening of it. That's probably an idea of, it's sort of showing that they're trying to make a relationship, I guess. Like they're trying to like put into promotional matches, like these two cards, these, these matches are mostly... AEW guys versus New Japan guys in some form or fashion. So obviously that takes a bit of political nous and discussion as opposed to, you know, a supercar where it's just like, we'll put, you know, the arguments who goes on top, I guess, you know, really, that was kind of the thinking. So it does, I guess you're right. It does signal that there's a lot interesting, more of a working relationship, but I, I'll, I'll just bounce off the back and say, I think for me, the thing about it is like it, to me, it's an AEW show. Like I, I look at it and go, like I can see how this is being booked from AEW's perspective. Like from a New Japan perspective, it's like there's not a lot of story progression, but I can see the AEW story progression. Like I can see 
like when you look at the Jericho Appreciation Society match against Kingston, like they're moving towards blood and guts. Like that's Jericho and Kingston promoting their match that's coming up. So I can see how it's really leveraging into AEW storytelling, which is good, I guess. It shows that that they can help support AEW to tell their stories. I would like to see AEW return the favor. That'd be nice to like be able to offer support to help New Japan tell its stories. Um, but from my first takeaway is looking at this card, yes, there's awesome integration. I still think it lacks um, comparing that that card red. Like there's no there's no Naito Ibushi on this card. Mm. You know, there's no um, you know like Jay Okada. And like Moxley Tanashi is, is good, but it's, it's for me, it was a, if for, for New Japan fans, that was a, that was a mid card title or like a, you know, a, not a main title, it's a US title feud. That's what it is. Mm. It's been presented as that. And now it's being presented as the main event over the IWGP world title in the way that the whole billing has gone in terms of it being up front and they're sort of pitching it as the main sort of story. And that's a bit hard for me to sort of invest. I really need one or two more sort of juicy matchups that I think I can go and go like, yeah, I'm super excited about this card now. Like it's a good card. It will be good. But will it have the same impact and, and push as even Supercard had in terms of like sold out MSG and then massive top like big name guys and you know, a, telling a you know important story for the progression of both guys. I just don't know if we're going to get that, unless you know the Jay White matches to me is where it's going to be seen. So, um, yeah, I think we can explore where it's linked in later. But I'll let you have a your say there, Dave. Uh, I I see I see some Japan stuff. I think that the pairing of Jericho and Minoru Suzuki as kind of strange as that seems on the surface is um, I think that's Jericho's way of getting a match with Minoru in Japan at some point. Angle alert, yeah. Uh, and that the, like we're looking at Eddie Kingston, you said a minute ago, Eddie Kingston, Willie Yuta and Shota Umino, I mean, that's, Eddie and the boys, but that's meant to be Moxley and the boys. Yeah. I think that's probably something that may happen in Japan at some point, like to, to have Shota come over. Yeah. From UK. Yeah. I think that's kind of, that's a really cool element. You know, all of these that, I mean, that though would some explanation or some build for him coming over would be kind of, yeah would be valuable and i think that's what it comes down to it's like i look at this thing and i agree with you in the the idea of it being an aew show because you know you have you have despy last week make a make a, an appearance yeah. on dynamite and jericho doesn't even call him el desperado he just calls him desperado it's like a weekly tethered link that mm. Jericho's just like, oh, they're on loan from Minoru Suzuki. I'm like, well, when has Minoru Suzuki historically ever been an accommodating ally to anyone? <laughs> yeah. So that just seems like this, you know, like it's too much. There's, it's too much expedition. It's too much telling me what's happening rather than fucking showing me what's happening. Mm. 
in the build up to this card. So that side of it from a storytelling perspective fucking irks me. Yeah. But I'm liking some of those matches and it creates some intrigue. I like the idea of Minoru and potentially Jericho down the match and Jericho doing something crazy in Japan. Cause I mean, he, Jericho in Japan is one of my favorite all time wrestlers and my favorite Jer- version of Jericho. Mm. Well, not Mox in Japan too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, a, there's a common denominator, I think, of a lot of these guys. Yeah. Uh, in Japan. Yeah. And I don't I, I don't like that the interim AEW world title is being presented as the main event over the IWGP. Neither do I. Doesn't make sense to me. No. I just feel like that it's like that's the interim title. That's not the real belt. The mm. big belt needs to go first. Like yeah. that's how you present it. So it it's again, it's like it's AEW's like the the value of i don't see that tony khan is presenting what he has from japan and at their truest value and that's where i would think that a lot of japanese like new japan fans would be a bit shitty it's like oh, okay well yeah we're doing this co-promoted thing but you know fucking despy's a legit draw and you just got him in this like little thing and then there's no match for him there's no discussion about why he's there the ballad of despy is the saddest story just to just to expand upon this the man flies 13 hours to get to this show (laughs) he then comes out for a run-in where he gets eventually sling bladed and, and rolled out he then leaves the show does not wrestle on dark, does not wrestle on rampage, gets no matches. He then gets back into a plane to head home, but he goes to the airport and the planes are delayed. He then is flown from uh, one, he ends up in St. Louis. He was in Dallas. He's like, he spent four days in America trying to get out of the country. His luggage is currently in Seattle. He then gets back to, has to quarantine. He then explains on, he has to get a booster shot because he's, he's got to get his, um, yeah, his, his level's up to be able to get out of quarantine. He then explains on Twitter how he had negative reactions to both of his previous uh, uh, vaccines and says, okay, well, I'll do it anyway. The man is a fucking trooper. And I, I tweet, I, it doesn't matter, but like he's not listening to me, but I'm like tweeting at Tony Khan saying, you have to book this, you have to book this man in a high profile singles match for what he has done to try. Because New Japan are lifting, they're doing their best they're being very accommodating to try to get this show over that like sending Despy is not like, obviously they would have, I think Tony Khan would have said, who do you want to come over? as like a key guy to get featured. And they're like El Desperado. Like it's a, he's our, one of our junior aces. We, and that's we, the thing. It's like if the feature is he's on TV for a minute on a run in, they didn't even mention that he was a finalist in the best of Sajupas, best of Sajupas, best yeah. of super juniors. Don't mention that he beat Wheeler Yuta. I know it's like a quick segment, but but, but that could have been that. Well, Wheeler Yuta's out there. Have, yeah, that running could have been. There could have been something more to that. That could have been so, built so much better. And like, why the this this link between Jericho and Suzuki? I mean, Jericho is the fucking wizard at the moment, right? He's all this sports entertainment. Suzuki, a professional wrestler. Uh, a stretch guy makes it as real and legit as possible so this that that there makes no sense anyway but they had to do it see here's the thing they had to do it it, but because they want zach versus brian uh versus brian so build it over seven or eight weeks the the card got it did 
pay-per-view got announced weeks and weeks ago. Why yeah. do you need to wait until now? Why can't you have why can't you have one night on Dynamite weeks ago? Zach could have come out and Yuta could have been in a in a match or something, and he could have tied Yuta in a knot. He could have come out with Tai Chi if you want to present <laughs> sports entertainment, but he could have come out and uh, be stretching fucking Yuta yeah. and cutting a promo on Daniel Bryan, Daniel uh, Brian Danielson in that moment. Like that would have been way cooler. It just feels like Zach was the only person. Well, he started he started doing stuff weeks ago. You know, with with Brian, like he 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 seemed to be the only one really sort of like going at. To be fair, he started months ago. Month, yeah, okay, that's true. Before even Forbidden Doors, before even, Forbidden then, Doors even a thing, he yeah. was calling out. That's like when he beat Shingo. That's the that's the Japanese dragon done. Where's why the American is there one? No, why is there no mention of any of that? Well, I think the fear is at current rate is the fear is, and I know that um, Danielson's been announced to to speak on Dynamite regarding this. Uh, the fear is that he's injured and that he's not going to be able to be at the show, so that they're in a they're in a bit of a pickle. Um, so that's why they haven't followed up on it too much, other than a, a quick mention on Rampage. Okay, so well, if that's the case, then why do we have Jericho and Suzuki teaming together? If they if that's what they're trying to get to, but they don't know if they can get to it because the guy's injured. Why have we got all this other shit booked around it? I don't. Well, I think they're that's that's locked in, and I think your point is 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 strong. I think ideally that Jericho wants Suzuki match. I think he wants that match, so that's where they're gonna in Japan. And that's fine, and that's I'm I'm okay with that. But it all feels, but it feels, it all feels like an afterthought. But the Western audience doesn't like the majority of people don't know who Suzuki Gun is, so they can present them however they want to present them as this like this sort of hit squad and that's how they're going to present them through tony khan's vision and that's the thing like this is this show is going to be on a sunday night in america which is a monday morning at nine o'clock in japan it's not made for the japanese audience it just isn't mm. and it's not made for the new japan fans it's made for fans of new japan from 2018 <laughs> that have either uh that so are watching are doing it because it's an opportunity to, to do another pay-per-view i think that doesn't require as much booking consideration from tony khan but that's that's exactly it though. That's how I feel about this entire thing. Is this is just number one, and then going forward, they'll sort of iron out the kings for next year, and then hopefully make it a continuous thing. Every well, Tony wants that. He said that in his interview. He said he wants it to be a yearly tradition, but you do have to give it some level of positioning on the on the calendar and and commit some. Oh, I mean, I guess for people that just like matches, like oh, cool, awesome matchups. Uh, it will be a good card because they'll give you some awesome matchups. But for me, it's like, I just want something to make sense from a perspective of like, well, why should I invest my, like, why should I invest in the outcome of this thing? If it's not going to have any real narrative stakes, like if it's not really going to have any impact outside of just a cool match and, and hopefully that we get angles or we get little things like we've had very few, like this, it's a very tropey thing where it's like new Japan guys run into the ring and tackle and, attack from behind we've had that is basically been this thing new japan guys are running from the crowd and doing it that's kind of how they're being positioned as a sort of outside force but not but but yet tied to them it's very it's very confused unfortunately really yeah. it's just been it's been a bit unfortunate 
Yeah, uh, that, I mean that's that's the that's the disappointing thing for me. So when going back to the question, where do you think the card sits so far compared to New Japan's previous Western Adventures? Uh, well, uh, it's hard to know because it's not a full card yet. So I don't really have an answer to that question, other than like I like the matches that have been presented. Mm. Uh, what they've done in the past in the West, you know, the New Japan stuff was fun, but again. Like it's it's in in isolation, sure. Supercard was had some fun moments in it, and in isolation, this is going to have some fun moments in it. I mean, they did the G one that time. They did a G one opening card, yeah. In, but they're New Japan shows. Like that's yeah. they were New Japan shows presented as New Japan, like down to the Japanese ring announcer. You so know, I feel like, like I feel like this is a very difficult thing to compare to other previous ventures. Mm. Um. You know where do you think the card sits? Well, I mean, sits on the fence of Fun Town. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Fuck, I don't it know. could jump into Fun Town, but we're not sure. <laughs> yeah, look, it could be amazing, and it could be a fucking disaster. That's probably where it sits. Yeah, it's it's that's kind of and that is interesting, isn't it? Like, yeah, suspended animation. History would show that uh, lower expectations is all I'm saying. Um, I just wanted to make one quick comment on the Despi and Tanahashi thing with yep. regarding Dynamite. It's really irking, like really like, ugh, sort of like uncomfortable. Like I, I didn't, I felt slightly as a New Japan fan disrespected by the, by the way they presented El Desperado and even Tanahashi. Mox gave Tana, a, that was a great promo. He put Tana over like mm. a million bucks. But do you, why do you need it all in the one segment? That's the thing. It's You're right, Red. It was a bit like putting 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. Mm. It was like, let's build the main event because the main event needs building. Hey, we've we, we got to sell some tickets. Well, yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, they sold the tickets, but that's the pay-per-views. It's the key. Like, if it doesn't draw, like, people need to care. And the only thing I could think of, and I will, I'll go to another question here because it sort of flows off that. From, from, the doctor, another doctor, no, the original, uh, not the original doctor, our, I think he's an archaeologist, uh, Dr. Gary P. Mariner, uh, who asks, ultimately, is this the same situation as the Noah show, almost completely standalone from a New Japan perspective with no storyline progression? Now, before we answer that, the, just to give a clarification for people that don't know, the third night of Wrestle Kingdom this year was a joint show between New Japan and Noah, and basically it was a series of multi-man matches where it was back and forth between the units um and there was really as as dr gary uh, astutely notes there was really no story progression for either of the characters involved from either company so is it the same situation do we see it as being very similar that's the concern and you both voiced it literally just before is that this really looks like it's going to be uh, a special night that's going to be fun for sure but actual no impact like that's 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 there's got to be some sort of concern there as a friend as a fan and also someone who's keen to see it going forward what what's the impact going to be well oh, the only thing i'd say there red is the tag match has me interested in that there's actual stakes attached to that yeah the correct. fact that it's every belt is on the line so that's the first time where there's like someone's leaving with everything mm. you know but that's one of the few situations you know really i think there'll be i think there'll be some progression 
like coming out of this there'll be some stories being told otherwise it, it otherwise i mean ultimately that comes down, yeah what's the point ultimately that comes down to the decision of are they going to make it an annual thing if they're going to make it an annual thing then yes and if not then we'll know and then if not then what's the point well what what role can it play on the calendar like what role can this play because i think is it possible that this could be an an opportunity to set up Bristol Kingdom feuds for special attractions? So they're not just, you know, like not just um, Jericho calling someone out via Twitter or something, but actually have a have a moment somewhere in the year, um, you know, before G one or whatever, where someone makes a, a challenge to another competitor at some point, or others plants the seeds for that challenge, so that eventually by Wrestle Kingdom, it's not necessarily just a fly in the the foreign talent it's more like a a continuation of a story perhaps from that could it it serve that purpose yeah new japan well i mean aren't we already seeing that with jericho and suzuki well i mean we're conspiracy booking that (laughs) we're thinking that that's possible well i mean 100 well i mean that's literally where i I would assume they're going to be going because if you want to have this relationship then you want to have aew guys on wrestle kingdom you like, would, right? That's what I mean, because they had Ring of Honor guys and stuff like that in Wrestle Kingdom. And so it only makes sense that they establish some sort of a connection to build towards some sort of a match that would then drag the Western audience over to Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, to New Japan's biggest biggest event. Like that's like, and because you got to think, yeah, you got to think something's in it for New Japan. Like they're sending a lot of talent. Like Despy, that's, <laughs> poor Despy. Despy spent five days to promote a thing that he's not even in. So yeah. like, at this point, they're, they're committing to it. So there has to be some end game they see. Like, obviously, it's good to present you guys on a pay-per-view and all that sort of stuff. But, like, where's the money for them in terms of drawing, uh, you know, greater investment into New Japan world, you know? like, And then you've, got, the a, you've got to hope that the guys that you sent that in doing it, that they're presented enough where the intrigue gains you some crossover. If mm. all the New Japan guys here are all... I don't think that's going to happen. But if they're all sort of in matches that are a bit meh or, you know, the matchups don't work out or there's no chemistry or they're in sort of like a version of a squash or whatever, they don't look strong in any way, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, Then, you know, or, you know, but this is, I mean, this is a great opportunity for New Japan guys to get in front of a Western audience and be like, Boy, look at me and look how good I am. Come watch me in, in New Japan where I could be fully me. I think this is like where Jay is coming in and doing his thing. This not announcing his match is irritating to me. Isn't it weird? Isn't that a weird thing? Like, what is the go there? Well, unless you got something gigantic. What? Yeah, and like that thing that you said today, I think, I mean, it's probably Kenny. But that's not as gigantic for me as it probably is for the average AEW fan. And this is who they're targeting. Yeah. This is who they're targeting. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, couldn't he achieve the same thing, though, Dave? Doesn't that give Jay the biggest possible platform to achieve what you're trying to say? You, yeah, I, I, like, I don't... Look. And, it, and it, presents, it presents what you want from an IWGP title match, and that is the risk of the guy losing the title. Because mm. Kenny coming back from a period off to fight for the belt, there's that thing. Or like, are they going to put the belt on Kenny? He's got a history with that belt. They've got a history. That could start a whole another thing. There's the whole Bullet Club 
story going on there. So there's a lot of, I mean, that's an intriguing matchup. Well, I mean, there, are there others? You know, I'm, I just, Kenny just doesn't tickle my balls like he does seem to everyone in yeah. the Tanae W. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's an interesting offer that, offer that Lord Andy Coyne at Lord Andy Coyne after this question is what would be the IWGP title match if we had the book? So if we had the if we were booking this match, Jay versus who? Who makes the most sense? Hangman. Sorry, Red, I jumped in ahead of you. No, no, sorry. My face. <laughs> I want you to answer. My face yeah. was conveying exactly what I was. Uh, look, a hell in a cell. Um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's go. Um, no, I was actually just I was going through the roster, and I'm like, who would I if I was booking? I'm going for me. I'm, I don't care what anyone else thinks. That's what the question I feel is asking me. Yeah, you're getting the book read. Red, you you have the ability to to do this thing. You're uh, booking Jay in the main event. Well, the semi main. Jay, Jay in the main event. Um, look, I honestly, for me, Kenny seems intriguing. Uh, but if I'm going to have Jay in, in the main event, I'm like, Jesus, get. Put him in there with Wardlow and just let him completely destroy Wardlow. You know what I mean? Like he just comes out and just completely decimates Wardlow instantly. Like ruin the just, push. Just, yeah, ruin just it. ruins the push. Yeah. That's exactly it. He just ruins the push, all this build up and everything. And then he just basically cuts this promo, spits in Wardlow's face, like goes on this. Yeah. And it's that, not getting a second one if you do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, look, it's a it's a hard one for me to answer because, like, like I said, the the. What do you think would do buys, right? What do you think people would care about watching? Uh, look, I mean, honestly, if it was Kenny, <laughs> something that they promoted six weeks ago, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not. So they got one week to build it. In one week, who can you announce that will people will be interested to buy it for? Kenny, hundred yeah. percent, Kenny. If the, the the money's on Kenny, if they put Kenny down there, I think that gets a lot more eyeballs. Kenny's return match, and you got to pay to see it, and he's yeah. come back after all this time away, and the whole question of leadership for him in his current elite group versus the guy that took his job as the leader of the previous thing, like, oh wait, and no, just for me to fuck things up even more, make it a triple threat: Hangman, Kenny, and Jay, <laughs> a triple man. Oh no, wait, Okada, Hangman, Kenny, and Jay, a four-way. So you've got yeah. two New Japan guys. <laughs> Plus two AEW guys. Imagine that one, because then you could have multiple. You can't. Yeah, you, I can see it. Jay's feuding with them all. Yeah, yeah that, you can't. You can't put a Carter and Kenny in a ring together at, without people. Just you just can't do that. I don't think you can put them in the ring unless they are in the ring one on one. I just think it put Kota in there. Kota, Kenny, Jay, Hangman. I think Ooh. the internet might not be able to handle that one. But this thing about that one though, like you, because once again, you have the new Japan guys. Coda's come back. Kenny's come back. The Golden Lovers are back. Yeah, and so, then, two, <laughs> so poor Jay's taking on for the handicap match at this point. All right, I just got, I just got excited with ideas then. But, but multi, uh, like I, I, I know like the multi man has been has been talked about, but I think for an IWGP title match, it has to be one versus one. 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 It has to be. Yeah, it should be like why for tradition. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, why would you book that title different than the way it's been booked historically? Just because it's come to the West. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, for me, it's Hangman, but that's because I like the story of those two. It's not because, you know, I mean, what I don't like about the Kenny matchup is the pe potential presentation of 
or AEW's presentation of Jay in that scenario. Mm. I just don't know whether that then lends itself to Jay being fully Jay. Mm. That's a very that's a very good concern and a legitimate one based off how Western things are booked compared to New Japan, basically. And I just don't think that Kenny that Tony Khan would want Jay to get over on Kenny. But would he want that with Hangman? Like, well, I think that in doing that, it helps Hangman. Jay gets over Hangman. Mm. It helps Hangman. Whereas Kenny, I mean, he's a like I love Kenny Omega, but dude's dude's the I mean the ego has landed. The dude, <laughs> <laughs> the dude's fucking he's out there in the stratosphere. Yeah, and I mean he's he was cemented as the guy for a long time, and if he's coming back, he's going to want to be. I would think want to be the guy, particularly in a New Japan oh, yeah. show, so that he can do some shit over there if he decides that that's what he wants to do. Yeah, and I like I'm all about this, the rise of Jay. So I don't like that, but I I think it's potential. It's I've potential been thinking that. that they've been. I here's my thinking around this. This is this is going into conspiracy booking corner, but this is what I'm thinking, is that they have been trying to keep, they've. Like, I think plan B, so plan B is uh, Okada versus Hangman if Okada turns up and Jay versus Adam Cole. And plan A is Jay versus Kenny. And it's all dependent on if Kenny can get healthy and cleared in time. And so they haven't announced anything because they've been trying to protect that potential matchup and if it doesn't go, they'll heat up Adam Cole to say, you've been, you know, whatever, I, I've been screwed out of this, blah, blah, blah. And he'll wrestle, he'll wrestle Jay. That'll be the, the match they do as their backup plan. So I yeah. think that's why they haven't announced anything along the time because they're giving Kenny the time to try to heal up. I think that makes the <laughs> most sense as to why. You've it's got going. a week. <laughs> Kenny, you've got a week. It's been in the mix for a couple of weeks, I'd imagine. Are you um, saying Adam Cole? I'm saying Adam Cole would be the backup, yeah. Ooh, um, because, be because it's like the way they presented it last week where Jay basically said it's not you either, buddy, and then sort of like presented it as this idea that, you know, the elite were, you know, the undisputed elite part or whatever was, a you know, were not really on the same terms as, as Jay. So I, I get that. As a potential, I don't think it's all that juicy a matchup, to be honest. I think Jay versus uh, Hangman is the, the most compelling story. Um, but, and we don't know if a card is going to be on the card. That's the, re- that's the truth. We just don't know. Like uh, Adam Cole said he wouldn't be. Now it's a heel saying it. And we're facing a very real prospect of a New Japan co-promoter show of no Okada and no Naito. It's uh, 100% correct. Can I just interject there for one second? Jay versus Adam Cole. Holy shit, sign me up. <laughs> I would be so much more keen for that one than Kenny Omega. That would be an absolute banger of a match. Prepare for the tweets, Red, because <laughs> I think... <laughs> Did I they don't... not hear how I booked the whole thing before? Like, yeah, I, well, I don't... I, I mean, I, I wouldn't put Adam Cole within 300 feet of Jay White if I were Tony Khan. Mm. I wouldn't get him anywhere near him because... I think all of Adam Cole's flaws will be presented as as Jay White's strengths, and you'll see a better version of Adam Cole 
and I yeah. wouldn't be putting him anywhere near him. That would just be my thing. I think Adam Cole's great at what he does. Wait, don't you want to see a better version of Adam Cole? Is that what, is that what you said? No, I'm saying Jay White is a better version of Adam Cole. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm saying everything that Adam Cole presents himself as, Jay White's a better version of it. Jay White is. Yeah. And that's the that's the fear. He's like, no, no shame on Adam Cole, but Jay White's a taller, stronger, bigger, a more charismatic. Like he's got, he has a bet, he works better. Like he's just, and this is not a, like everyone wants to shit on Adam Cole for not being big. I think that's ridiculous. I think he's the size he is. It's, it's, it is what it is. Um, and the fact that he can't be presented as credible wrestler, people are idiots. Like, have they not watched the UFC for the last 20 years? Like, it's, it's yeah. like you don't have to be some fucking muscle bound guy to be the, the most dangerous fighter. Um, but it's more that the presentation of that character in AEW versus what the presentation of Jay White is. It's like, I just wouldn't want them together. I just think, I think as it's been presented so far, uh, Adam's come off as the comedy guy because yeah. he just doesn't seem real compared to Jay's you know, authenticity. So I, I can see why I would do it, but I, I just wouldn't do it. I, I'd keep him away um, for that very reason. I think it's actually done damage to Adam Cole. This whole build has done damage to Adam Cole's character. I think Adam Cole in AEW has done damage to Adam Cole. Yeah. No, I would agree. I think yeah. he was here. I mean, from what I understand, he's because I didn't watch a lot of it. I saw some highlights, but his presentation in NXT was he was like he was the man there. It was the Shawn Michaels of that place, apparently. Yeah. And uh, that has, I mean, he's been more than Marty Gennetti. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have one more book? Yes. Yes. You save Adam Cole for Zack Sabre Jr. as a replacement for Brian because if he's injured and you have a strictly New Japan match on the card and have Okada come out and challenge him for his rematch. Rematch, Jay. You just have Okada come out and they have an actual New Japan uh, match. I mean, they've got Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa on there. So, yeah, I mean, I'd be okay with that. Hmm. I, don't, I don't think it'll happen. Just after hearing you two talk, I'm just like, what is the, what, what, would it be so crazy to consider they have an actual New Japan only match for the IWGP? I mean, I mean, you no, could have, you, you could, could have some AEW interference to tell a story coming out of it if you wanted to or whatever. I mean, that's sketchy territory, but. <laughs> I mean, you could read, but I mean, Akata, Akata, you could. There's no, there's no doubt you could, but heading into G1, it could be a challenge because you've got to, someone's got to win, someone's got to lose. But I think here's the thing, and this is like we're we're talking, it's such a difficulty, and we're talking around a thing, but it comes down to how much mileage you get out of. We haven't announced a main event or like a main event level, the world title match until five days out from the show. Mm. In my eyes, I don't know whether it's going to be Kenny. We started to hear whispers about it, you know, on certain social media things and in certain discords. We'd heard whispers about it. I know I sent you a message, Dave. I don't know when it was, like five days ago or something like that. Mm. I just sort of said, heads up. Not to, I didn't say get your expectation. I avoided you, Red, because I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to raise any expectations. I know they want to keep them low. Um, and I appreciate that. Yes. I didn't want it to, to run wild with it. But there was that rumor, and I was like, I was like, I was like Kenny. Like I, last time I saw Kenny, he 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 was looking, he wasn't looking like he was in ring shape, um, and and that's fine. He's he's entitled to take as much time as he needs to get his body right. And I was like, that would be 
that'd be strange. It's a really short build for that, I guess. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, if you're going to wait until the last episode before the go-home show to announce it, and you want to get people to buy something, it has to be something substantial. It can't yep. just be... Like even if it's if it's Hangman, just announce that two weeks ago and, and allow the story to build. Yeah. The yeah. fact they haven't announced anything suggests it has to be something. Yeah, it has it'll to be, be Kenny. something. It'll be Kenny. It has to be Kenny. I think that's I mean, who knows? I you know, you hear Kenny talking to Melter a while back at the beginning of the year or whatever about how bad his injuries were and all that sort of thing. I mean, who knows from wrestlers? They yeah, if he's working. And I mean, Kenny might be might be on a cycle, he might be <laughs> Might be getting, you know, the Anderson Silver help and repairing his body super <laughs> yes. quick. He went to Mexico once, so that could help. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, science yeah. is a wonderful thing. Medical science these days, you might be just getting injected with stem cells to the gills and Kenny might come back fucking super Kenny. He might come back looking like Triple H when he returns. <laughs> Kid after he did the quad. <laughs> right, it just, just turns out that it's uh, Kevin Nash in a shredder outfit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kenny might have a jacket under a jacket and just be take up half the fucking ring. You know, <laughs> Double denim Kenny Omega coming back for his reign of terror. Yeah. yeah, the yeah, I wonder. I like at the end of the day, like even if and even if it happens and everyone gets excited about it, there's still a big part of me. It's like that match is a huge story. Like that's a huge story. Kenny when he left, he shit on Jay. Like yeah. shoot shit on him. Like in any chance Kenny he got shits to talk. on everyone. Kenny's I a, know. Kenny's a cunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And because he then people need to realize if you want to be the best at, in the world at something, like it takes a, a single-minded focus that ultimately you have to believe you're the best. And yeah. Kenny believes he's the best. He yeah. believes well, well, now come on now. I don't know if Kenny thinks he's better than Abushi. I think Abushi Kanabushi's come out on the, you know, after a few sakis every now and again. <laughs> And, and just slap now, you listen, down. listen, Kenny. Do I need to slap you? I think I might need to slap you, and you need to behave in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and you need to know that I am number one. Yes. <laughs> Other than Kota Ibushi, Kenny uh, is Kenny Kenny's. He's equal number one. They're one A and one B. Uh, <laughs> like they like the bananas in pajamas. the bananas and pajamas. Yeah, running for World Wrestling All Stars. Uh, yeah, but the I just I just think that that. I would be disappointed from the perspective of announce that a month out and let that story tell itself because mm. it's a there's a legitimate resentment there. And like Kenny said, you took my spot at MSG. Like Jay's in-house joke about I single-handedly sold out Madison Square Garden is a direct shot at Kenny Omega because yeah. that match sold out Madison Square Garden. We all know it. Everyone knew that it was going to be a Carter Omega. That was the whole reason that sold out so quick. Yeah. And the fact that Jay took that spot, it's it's a as thinly veiled a swipe as possible. I mean, I love the idea of Kenny trying to say that to Jay in in his face. <laughs> Start shooting on him. Yeah. <laughs> It'd yeah. Be quite funny to watch. So he'll always say shit behind people's back. I mean, Will Osprey's going to be there. I'm sure if Kenny turns out, Will's going to have some words. I mean, yeah. no old no brains. I don't think he's going to be scared. <laughs> No, no, he won't put a much of a formulated argument against Kenny, but it, it, the, the, the sentiment will be there. It'll be in the yeah. tone and grunts there's that a, will be I mean, clear. There's a lot of new, new Japan guys there who aren't happy with the elite. So that, there could be some things that are said behind 
it's going to be yeah that's the main event to me that's always i said it a couple of weeks ago like i'm waiting for the Meltzer reports i'm waiting for the other dirt sheet reports on this backstage shit because that's going to be where the fireworks are I, I just really hope that if Will Ospreay does have words to Kenny Omega, that Zack Sabre Jr. translates. <laughs> yeah. I, think be, I think they're beyond that. I just hope that's what goes down. Imagine seeing Kenny, that darling. He'd be like, Kenny Will, darling. I don't know what you're saying, darling. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we're in, we're in that sort of spot where it's like, and this probably flows off what we just said before. Another part of, uh, another question from Lord Andy Coyne about, do we think we'll see wrestlers win their opposing company's championships like uh, Orange Cassidy for the US or Tanahashi for the AEW interim? Is there any chance that we see in those single matchups that the titles go to an AEW guy or to a New Japan guy? I said not the tag. Is that what they're saying? Well, the tag obviously has to go to someone that's not part of the companies, you know, but not the tags. Yeah. Like the big, the yeah. big, the big belts. Singles yeah. yeah. Um, I can't, I mean, what what is the outcome of the IWGP changing hands? What is, like, you know, what is, Tanahashi wins the interim AEW. Yep. Like, what does that ultimately mean? Like, going means forward? That, belt, that means that belt goes to the G1 and is off AEW television for six or eight weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that ain't happening. And then, you know, and then so, and then you go in reverse order and one of the big, like the US goes to Orange Cassidy. I was just going to say, imagine that. Imagine Tanahashi wins and then vacates because he's like, I'm doing the G1 instead. I'll just vacate the title. <laughs> and I've got to go through all this shit again. There's another fucking... Born of it. Eliminator series. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do it. Book it, Tony. <laughs> Yeah, Tanis is like this is this title's a piece of shit. <laughs> he just he does the Tamatonga of the Ring of Honor belt and just yeah. eats it. He just he just, no, he does his air guitar and you know how he throws his air guitar to the crowd. Yeah, he turns into Naito all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I mean, I'll let you guys go more into this one because I know you guys can go into the future. Well, let me ask you, Red. What do you think? What do you think the chances are of Orange Cassidy beating Will Osprey are? Uh, minimal. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely minimal. I is there like, a lower than zero? That's that. That is the the match on the card that has got me the most confused. I'm not. I'm not trying to shit can on Orange here. Orange is great, but you mentioned Adam Cole's a comedy guy. Um, not, a co- not that type of comedy guy. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's look. It's I'm interested to see how that match goes but yeah, like, i mean you can't deny cassidy can wrestle I, yeah, no, he, and, this match with pack yeah yeah no he, he can but it, it's the, the the question mark that i have there that it's it's kind of not my interest a little bit but it's just it's uh, i just think that will osprey is just so clearly going to win that match it's well, just, yeah. yeah if you look at a i mean we talked a bit about last week with like positioning of guys i know cassidy he's fought for the AEW yes Bottle, yeah but he's like he's still he's still like the joke guy he's the joke guy so and will is not the joke guy will's will's one of those legit will's a chance to win the g1 when will's a chance to win the will's a chance to win title anytime he's anywhere near it yeah he's one of those guys so yeah and i mean in the g1 he's going to be awesome 
So you'd have to think that. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a fun match. Oh, I do too. Yeah. It, they they may as well have just called Orange Cassidy Orange Bushy. <laughs> oh, that's that's pushing it. That's just, <laughs> that's just he he doesn't eat far. He doesn't eat anywhere near the number of pins. Not even close to the pin eater. Of, you know what I mean? Like you just see Bushy on a card, and it's like, oh, it's a multi man. Oh, I wonder who's going to lose that one. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean. Uh, you see orange there, and it's like, oh, okay. How how much did they think? I mean, that's the thing. Like, they didn't want to present him with Yano. They didn't want to team him up with Yano and be like Yano versus Orange Cassidy in the the comedy match. I mean, Orange Cassidy had Suzuki booked for a uh, independent match like two years ago that got done because of the because of COVID, and I thought that would have been an interesting matchup because Minoru is really good at comedy matches. He's really funny in those contexts. Um, so to see Cassidy get the I mean, this is a third from the top level. This is like a biggest yeah, title, like yeah, New is- Japan's second biggest singles title. So it's a very, it's a very interesting thing to think that that that's where he finds himself. Uh, do we do we believe the the rumor that uh, Andrade did when he did an interview last week saying that he is off the show because of obviously because of he left CMLL and he's in a bad he's in the bad books there, and that they sort of pulled him off told New Japan not to book him, that it was actually going to be Will Ospreay versus Andrade for the US title. Mm. And that he was going to go over to Japan, apparently, to promote this thing, which would have kind of made sense if we think about Osprey versus Sonata. It would have kind of made sense that uh, another Inga Noble uh, would turn up to challenge after that. It kind of does make narrative sense. And I do think that that would certainly put the belt in more jeopardy if uh, Andrade was there because of his connections to New Japan and the potential of um, him being there. Do we believe that that was actually meant to be the match, or is or is Andrade just working? Working. Uh, I mean, I like the idea of it. Mm, I think he did too. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I quite, I quite like from a matchup sense, Empire against Los Ingenables, particularly with a. Like uh, you know, bring the boys back together moment with Naito and Rush and Andrade. That'd be that'd be super cool. Yeah, that'd be cool faction war. And I think that I think Andrade is really sad. I think he's sort of sort of in a bit of a tricky situation because from he went off on Twitter. He's been going off about this situation, and I think he's sort of in a situation where he can't AAA won't book him anymore, so he's not getting AAA bookings. He can't work CMLL because he left there. Now, CMLL won't let him work New Japan because of his his issues with working AAA and being a former CMLL guy. So he's kind of in limbo. And so he's been taking to Twitter to sort of be fr- air his frustrations. And it kind of makes me think that a lot of the positioning of his deal, because he doesn't get pushed very much in AEW, is a suggestion that ultimately he was planning on doing a big New Japan thing. That was basically what he was going to be doing. And now that he kind of can't, he's and he can't even be on this show. It's kind of a, a really difficult situation that he finds himself in. Yeah. Because, so I mean, he can't do anything in New Japan. Then. No, he's been told he can't go under this situation that because of his CMLL issues that he that CMLL, who's partnered with New Japan, have sort of told them that don't book Andrade. Wait. So is he still under contract with CMLL? No, no, he's not under contract. So CMLL and New Japan are partners. Yeah. And he used to work for CMLL where he started yeah. the Ingenobles faction. Yeah. He obviously left there and went to WWE and did all that sort of stuff. When he came back, instead of going back to CMLL, he went to AW, then he went to AAA. CMLL's, oh, and, and that AAA. is the ultimate, you know, that that's the, the truest okay. forbidden door is those two working together. 
And as a consequence, he was then sort of blacklisted because of his previous ties being a CMLL guy working AAA, as was Rouge, who Rouge has got a whole different history because he's he's the he's the I don't that's not gonna do it for me, brother. He's the I'm not doing a job guy, which is hilarious after the MJF shoot that they signed Rouge was like, Mwah, chef kiss, have fun with that one, Tony. <laughs> it was just perfect yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. And so uh <laughs> But ultimately, he's yeah. He's not making he's a, life easy for himself, Tony Khan. <laughs> no, he's not. Um, he likes a challenge. Yeah. And so, yeah, and as a consequence, now AAA had Triple Mania on the weekend um, and they didn't book Andrade when they had the opportunity to. So he can't get an eight AAA booking for some whatever reason. And so he can't work there. He can't work CMLL. And apparently he can't work New Japan either. So he's stuck with AEW. Uh, he's going to have to figure that out at some point. They have Otherwise, to. just make his faction fucking Los Inguinables Day fucking America. Elite. <laughs> whatever. Day Elite. Day. Yeah. yeah, whatever it is. And him and his brother just do it there. And then they can just be constantly telling stories. And then yeah, one day eventually sort it out and then go hold hands with Naito and run off into the fucking sunset and sunflower field. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they can go and be ungovernable somewhere. Yeah. And uh with with that, speaking of a question here from uh is from Phoenix Justice. And this is talking about, I guess in a lot of ways, is the factions issues that we're having and the sort of faction off the back of LIJ and all those sorts of things. It's in regards to the Young Bucks and Kenny. Uh the question is, do you see the Young Bucks and Kenny, if he shows up, turning on the undisputed part of the undisputed elite? at Forbidden Door and aligning with the Bullet Club fully once more. So do we see the Young Bucks and Kenny somehow finding their way back to the Bullet Club as opposed to the Undisputed Elite? Could be cool. Could be cool to see what happens there. Could uh, sort of like bridge more of a, a thing between the two companies going forward. I mean, it kind of makes sense when I say it out loud like that. But you know, it's it's like I said, this is this shows all speculation. So oh, it is. Yeah, I, we I, don't. We have no idea. I could easily book myself into seeing that because yeah, you could have multiple storylines come out of that. How one. much water under the bridge, though, Red? If you're gonna, if you're New Japan, the Bucks and Kenny, like that was not. They did not end well. Yeah, no, that, that's 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 exactly it. Did not end well, but. At the same time, though, going forward, I could actually see that as a storyline. But really, is it something everyone, anyone, is, do, do people want to see this? I don't. Like, that's no. what I mean. Like, like you, and even for me, like it's it's something that I'm not particularly all that. I could see it going the other way. I could see the undisputed elite going Bullet Club, but I can't see Young Bucks and Kenny doing it. And they've they've sort of yeah they've sort of told things said things here and there like red dragon and um the bucks i mean that's a tentative relationship and they've always kind of presented it as such yeah so yeah i mean the undisputed elite the you know the adam cole jay thing i could see them going there potentially mm. cole coming in thinking that they were still part of the or you know they're all book club and that is still in there and yeah um and to me, I just don't want to retread that story. I think the Bullet Club has its, its um, well, yeah. for me, it has its best leader since Devitt, and I wouldn't be touching it. I think it's a situation where the leadership challenges uh, is a played-out trope, and they will go there, but it should be with people that have 
come up through the club as opposed to someone and coming it, in. And it should be a long story. It, yeah. Can't happen on one night. Yeah, 100%. That's like Wrestle Kingdom to Wrestle Kingdom story. Yeah, or, or two years. Uh, I mean, and it all depends on what happens in that time. Like, I think that I think we're going to see the rise of <laughs> as this. I think we're going to see the rise of Rocker Juice Robinson, <laughs> um, and that over a one or two year period, him and Fantasmo there. They, uh, yeah, that. I mean, there's a, there's a lot that can happen. That's what's cool about the Bullet Club story now. So if you add in the Bucks and Kenny, that makes it all there's too much going on then just keep yeah. it with the new fresh guys there i mean you've got the old fucking hats in there with the good brothers and yeah blah 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 but um, yeah yeah i don't want to see kenny in the bucks rejoin the bullet club they can tell their big stories in america yeah and i think it's more compelling if they're going against them to be honest yeah, yeah. like the elite left the bullet club like elite first bullet club makes the most sense it just does. We didn't get that story. That story ended on a fucking boat. I'm probably it's probably more likely we're gonna see at some point Kenny and the Bucks rejoin with Hangman than rejoin yeah. the Bullet yeah. Club. I and think you're right. Elite. Yeah. The elite versus the club is the money match. It's the money pay-per-view, to be honest. Yeah. That's your forbidden door. That's your 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 Western in thing. I was like, all right, we're gonna have the elite guys, you know, hangman versus Jay at that spot. Kenny versus, uh, you know, Kenny versus Carter will happen at some point. We know this, right? Yeah. It's, happened, it's history of wrestling. They, they just don't let, they won't let a good thing stay, stay good. They'll try one more time to uh, ruin it with improvements. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just, I found this sort of whole story and this whole bill to be um, like, it's underwhelming, but it can be heated. It can be heated up really quickly if one dynamite. And that's that's the situation they're in because the, like no one's going to care about these like we care about stories so the idea of just okay this this week on dynamite danielson comes out and says all oh, right i've heard this challenge from him and then out comes zach like i don't mind that that's a simple yeah that's let's, fine that's that yeah, works let's get there let's get there clean and quickly we yep can, let's just go there clean and quick let's do oh well, you know what though let's do clean and quick and easy and make sense and logical over fucking some convoluted bullshit fucking it's so simple that doesn't lead to a match in the end anyway like, it doesn't have to be difficult like I, we got to, yeah. I just found another question here from Miss Doom. We can't miss Miss Doom's question. I was, I was going to say, if you no, Miss Doom has a question. She's, we look, Miss Doom, just quietly. We see you, hun. You got three guys in Australia who think you're amazing. Okay, all right, hang <laughs> in, there, hang in there. We love you. Okay, we love Miss Doom. <laughs> yeah, he's now turning the biggest baby face now to support. Yeah, we, we're big fans of Miss Doom. A tremendous follower of the show. Always. Uh, engaging, it's great. He's been day one ish, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. So you've got massive love, and I'll, I'll do her question. <laughs> okay, Jesus <laughs> Christ! All right. Uh, How do you? Oh, Jesus! Here we go. How do you think Osprey will get screwed over this time? Why am I beloved Suzuki Gun being drawn into this damn feud? Why do I need to see? What do I need to do to say Shingo, Cobb, Hobbs, and Wardlow in a four-way match? Mm-mm. Do we know who Doki is facing yet, y'all? That is walking um, on the line of cancelled, Red. That is, that is, that is tiptoeing uh, the cancelled line. Can you read that again in English for me, Josh, please? Okay. 
So there's actually a couple of questions in here. There's actually a couple of questions in here. Uh, how do you think Osprey will get screwed over this time? So, like, I think what what uh, Miss Doom is sort of getting at is what we've sort of talked about and sort of encapsulates a lot of this. It's actually a, a really sort of um, encapsulating question because it's like, will there be... So how do we think Osprey will get screwed over this time is a, is a question about will we see narrative progression from a New Japan perspective? Why are my beloved Suzuki-gun being drawn into this damn feud is a great description of the what's happening with the Jericho thing and does that make sense from, again, from a New Japan character and narrative progression perspective? Yeah. What do I need to see? What do I need to do to see Shingo, Cobb, Hobbs, and Wardlow? Which I think is just great. Just look, look, you can love, love the horses. I mean, that's... Yeah. Give me a full multi-man horse match. Meat, just big meaty man slapping meat. Yeah. Just, just give me that. Like, in fact, I'm just going to spend the next hour talking about that match. Yeah. Um, just Bingo, <laughs> okay. Cobb, Hobbs, and Wardlow. When I saw that, I was just like, that lady, she is amazing. That yeah, is she a gets it. Yeah, she gets it, it. She gets it. I mean, luckily for her, uh, A block in the G1, just clear out space because that's just the yeah. monster mash. That thing is the Hoss central and Okada. Uh, Okada. Okada versus the monsters. Uh, so, but that's the idea of like, that's the simple thing of like why like again can we just go up present a challenge let's make book a match and of course do we know who toki is facing yet uh which is every new japan fan's biggest concern and i personally everyone wants to book darby versus hiromu and then the and the cool kids want darby versus despy but the fucking the the really Doki Darby. <laughs> but all the insane people want Doki versus Darby. Yes, because the level of <laughs> of sheer chaotic energy that could be involved in that. Like Doki does not care. Like he we we know he will throw himself around and do ridiculous things for the sake of the art. And Darby's this they have they have very I think they have very similar philosophies. That could be absolutely amazing. Book that match and get out of the way. And by get out of the way, I mean move out of the first three rows of the uh of the of the uh, audience because it would be nuts. Of course, they won't do that. Um, but yes, I think a lot of that question speaks to the, the lot of frustration that I personally have with the way it's been booked. Is like I'm a New Japan fan. I would love to see some some progression. I don't. I can't quite see exactly where it's going to happen. But as you said, Red, if we don't see it, it will be a sign that perhaps um, we're in this. This partnership might not be as strong in terms of being an equal partnership for the progression of both. Um, if we do see it, then it'll be a really good sign that we're going to get more uh, relation moving forward. I think if if they let New Japan tell some story, they let AEW get their shine, I think we'll, be, we'll come out. I'll feel a lot better. I don't care what the matches are in a lot of respects. I just want to see that they at least help those characters improve and develop their, their story moving forward as opposed to what we saw at Noah. It's just like, it's an exhibition, basically. Yeah. You know, like help them tell the story of that character because fundamentally, and this comes down to what I would always say about new Japan, which I think is the position I take in terms of how I enjoy it and why I like the presentation is I always say that new Japan is at its best when it relies on its complex characters engaged in simple stories. And I think Western audiences and Western TV wrestling and presentation has often relied on quite simple characters involved in complex stories. Yeah. And I don't think that that is as interesting and I don't think that's as engaging. And I don't think it develops and engage and, and engenders the same level of investment because you're not in, you got to invest in the character to follow that character matches after matches after matches can be great, but ultimately 
what's the point? Do you yeah. want to see your guy go from the, the bottom to the top so to get to the, to climb the mountain, to get to that point, you'll care about them if you're invested in that character and matches and events like this could be really telling like Jay White still mentions MSG. It's still such a fundamentally key part of his story and he fucking lost, but it's yeah. the story of what he's doing there. And he's having a connection back to Kenny. He's telling that part of his character through that element of, of, of that presentation at on that night. Can this forbidden door present that for some of these guys? Could it present that for Zach? Like if Zach wrestles Danielson, that is fundamental and it's integral to the presentation of that character. That could be crucial for him because it's an opportunity for him to prove what he's been saying for the last decade, you know, for the last 14 years since he wrestled him last time, whatever it was, it's some crazy. And, that, and that's a match. And the outcome of that match is all, it could also be hugely important for Zach moving forward. He beats Danielson. He's a threat to win. I mean, he's already a threat, but he's going to be up uh, one of the favorites to win the G1 then. And yep. then that's a, that. I mean, that's a potentially great outcome for the G1 is Zach winning the it G1. Certainly. It doesn't build the anticipation for Zach in his block, which he's in, which is with uh, the fucking, he's in the murderers. He's in the block of death. You know, like it does, it builds that anticipation. Will he do that? And also it can add, it can help Danielson because Danielson's yeah. story is I've always been the best. The fucking award is named after him in the Observer for best technical wrestler. It's the Brian Danielson Award. And for uh, eight, six or seven years, the Brian Danielson Award was, was won by Zack Sabre Jr. every year until mm. last year when Danielson returns and wins it again. And it would be the peak AEW feud to be battling over an Observer Award. But to some extent, <laughs> to some extent. Oh, it, you can imagine Meltzer. He'd be in yes. the corner. <laughs> yes. Over me. Yes, it's tremendous. He'll be coughing 14 times, oh. rustling through papers. Like, imagine how many stars. He'll be coming stars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Don't plant that image in my head. <laughs> you, oh, my God. But, but, that, but the actual story of that could be, if, what if Danielson lost and all that he had said in his comeback and he's like come back from his head knocks and obviously he's come back to professional wrestling versus sports entertainment, which is the sort of story it's being told. It could be, mm. I, I'm, I might call myself the best, but I'm not as good as that guy. And then he's got something to chase. Mm. Like, and then he's, then the, then the Blackpool combat club makes sense. It makes sense to be engaged in that and to be working with Regal to strengthen iron sharpens iron, like to be working in there to improve, to get better because he's not chasing just anyone he's chasing the white buffalo that is zach saber jr to be that better version of that to be he wants to be the next regal he wants to be that guy that carries on that legacy when there's an actual guy from england that is doing it over there and that mythical character that he can lose in this one night and then have that thing to chase that to me gives him something to do that is beyond just the matches in a week-to-week program he can keep going and win titles or do whatever but the ultimate progression for him is is him overcoming. Yeah, and he, can, and- he can tell the story of Jack for uh, Jack, Jack, Zach for twelve months and yep. never see him again. And never see him. Yeah. And never see him because he's he's chasing he's chasing that that opportunity like that allure that that myth of what is the best technical wrestler and to have to hold that mantle. And then you build that to re- and I guarantee you Zach's talking about it every night after G one or everything is like. Yeah, you know what about that one, Dragon? What about this? Yeah. I'm the best. I'm clearly the best. Everyone knows that, darling. Like, and you don't have to worry about having them do 47 promos against each other in a ring. You don't have to worry about a run in at the back. You don't have to worry about any of that. You have one match. You set it up, and then you make people pay to. And I guarantee you, if that comes up at Wrestle Kingdom, and it's 
Danielson trying to get his win back against a guy. It's like fucking Rocky Four. Like mm. it's not hard to do. And it doesn't require all this intricate running. It's complex characters with a simple story. And if we can get to that point, as opposed to what we're trying to do here, then we will get greater investment. And I just think we're trying to make, we're trying to put a hat on a hat, reinvent the wheel, trying to add pizzazz to this thing. When at the end of the day, trust the new Japan characters. If you're going to present Despi, trust him, just put him in there and trust him because he will present himself the way he needs to be presented to develop intrigue. And someone will go, that guy's interesting and odd. I wonder who would be like, I wonder who he should be wrestling. What, like, yeah, don't just try to present him yeah. like they're your toys in a game that you're trying. You can't control the overarching actions of these people. Empower them to be themselves and allow them to be put into a situation where it's a quite a simple story. Like, we, we think Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay. The Will Ospreay matches, he's actually got the most shine of anyone in this build. Like, his match with, with, with Dax is just like, put these two guys in a ring and let them go. Like, and, yeah. and we can tell and connect them up to make this a really fascinating long-term thing if we wanted to between FTR and the United Empire. And that's simple. And they've done that well. It's probably the one few, but then it, but then the narrative payoff is him versus Orange Cassidy, which is tentative at best, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, ah, oh, it, it doesn't have that same payoff that it could have if they had stronger factional like connections. So I'm hopeful. I don't know if we'll see Doki. That's too, that's, he's, he's too complex a character to find his way across. What I do think. He's to America right now, I guarantee it. He's not flying. Yeah. He's, yeah. Well, I, I loved, I, well, I know we're not going to see Tai Chi because Tai Chi tweeted out in the truest of Tai Chi manners. He said uh, his stipulation for the, for the King of Pro Wrestling, it didn't win and it didn't win in the US global side, which he then said, I will never wrestle for, in front of a US audience ever again, which is which his <laughs> statement. You guys do not appreciate me and my genius. I will not wrestle in front of you ever again. Um, so I don't think he's making the trip. But to me, yeah, but to me, he makes the most sense. If you've got a guy like from, you know, you're doing this weird, oh, you we're going to throw Suzuki Gun and uh, Jericho Appreciation Society together. Oh, the sports entertainers, who's man. More, who's more fucking sports entertainment than a guy that comes down with a fucking Phantom of the Opera gimmick with Miho Abe and sings? Like, how much more sports entertainment could you yeah, be? I sing my own juice. And then rips his ducks off yeah. and does a fucking stripper dance in the middle of a match. Like, fuck. Come on now. Yeah. Has a fringe, a gold, like a, a blonde fringe. I mean, fuck. Tai Chi's, Tai Chi should be, it should be Tai Chi Appreciation Society. <laughs> the Taz. Fucking <laughs> the Taz. <laughs> the Taz in. Yeah. I mean, that's it, man. Like, we won't know. That's the frustrating part. I'll, 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 end, I'll end the uh, show with a last little uh, uh, thing. Is there, of, of the card, just as we, we're going towards, What's the thing that we are most interested in in sort of seeing? Is there anything we're we're really keen to see? Uh, what's the thing that's sort of driving the interest as it currently stands, or if it is it being driven by interest of what could also potentially happen and not what's being currently presented? The show. It's a boring answer, but I'm driven and just literally by the show. I just want to sit there and watch the first Forbidden Door. That's primarily it. I just want to see what it is. And you know, look, for, I'm looking forward to the matches. Like the, so the overall concept of of it is the most intriguing part for you, Red. Then, yeah, 
the, 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 the whole thing just... Well, it sold out on that intrigue alone, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And they've done a good job of trying to ruin that. Like, it sold out on, on potential and then reality has slowly come in and it's like, oh, oh, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have done this. And it's like trying to recapture that that oh how interesting would that be the first forbidden door because it may be the first and only if depending how it sells there's always a few potholes on the way to a forbidden door um but <laughs> in what house the potholes <laughs> in your house <laughs> like, no no but seriously like my the intrigue for me of forbidden door has always been new japan aw let's see what they can actually do uh yeah granted there's been some things where it hasn't really you know hit the mark so far but where are you where are you at red in terms of where are you at? I know you want to lower expectations, but where are you at in the ex- like in the anticipation level? Like uh, uh, I'm going to go with a hard seven out of ten, which seven. which which for me is a real low expectation because normally it's set to eleven. So <laughs> it's that's a happy lunch. Eleven to happy lunch. Yeah, so I'm doing my best to actually pull myself back a bit, uh, but at the same time, fuck, bring it on! Give me Monday already, please. I'm fucking pumped. I want. I just want to fucking watch some matches that are fucking sick. Fucking just let me fucking put it on, please. Fuck. <laughs> went, went went Queensland for a second there. <laughs> My uh, look, fuck. I do this. I do this a lot. My, the idea of Tanahashi main eventing this show for me is troublesome because the man isn't what he was and. Mm. I watch him and I just it hurts me because I'm like, oh Tanahashi, you need you need some time off, son. Um, and then he and then he and does what he does. I feel like time. that's going to be a, yeah. I feel like that's going to be a brutal match, and I doubt him in those moments because I'm like, he, he's this fragile man, and I doubt him. But he's he's one of the greatest in ring storytellers of all time, and he's gonna. I, I mean. He's a dark horse to steal the fucking show, really. Yeah, yeah. So as much as I doubt him in the main event, like it, sh- I feel like it should be Jay and whoever. Uh, and but I understand why it's not. I understand that this is predominantly an AEW show. Well, it feels that way anyway, and that that title, you know, in their eyes, needs to be on top. And blah blah blah. That's all part of the politicking. Um. And that, that is the most intriguing thing for me is main event Tanahashi at this point because I don't know who Jay is wrestling. Yep. Um, and and I know Moxley's going to want to have a banger because I know he loves the New Japan boys and he's been jonesing for this match for a long time. This is the, as he said in that promo, he, this is the guy. The ace is the one he's been chasing. Yep. And, uh, and Tana's just going to want to... Do the ton of thing, hair freeze level to a hundred percent, and he's gonna just show the world that you should all wrestle more like me. <laughs> yeah, because I'm the best. I'm so good. Yeah, I mean it's a huge, and, and sort of we didn't sort of we didn't really touch on it very much, but it is a huge match for Tanahashi in terms of legacy. Like I understand, like for us, we know who this guy is, and we we certainly appreciate the the role he has played and just how good he is. Um, I know that when Excalibur was trying to get it over when he came in, he was like, some have called him the, the Japanese Bret Hart. I hadn't actually heard anyone call him the Japanese Bret Hart. Um, but I understand that they didn't want to say like, you know, like people say the Japanese John Cena, which is again, not it's not a 
it's not an accurate like it's i understand what they mean in terms of star and his importance to the company but yeah. it it's like he's i mean yeah he's like he's like sean michaels i guess it's more than Bret hart in terms of his like overall charisma and engagement what it doesn't the comparisons are pointless he is the he's the ace and moxley did a just a such a great job and you can tell how much mox respects and like new japan means a lot to him it, it clearly does like no one says give me nagata give me kojima <laughs> like no yeah. like this guy has he's gone through the dads and now he's going to the the, the young dad the boss dad that is tanahashi and i i think that for tana it's an opportunity for him he's the he's that guy at the end of that that whole thing and and even like Mox even mentioned Naito. He rest, he's wrestled Naito in New Jersey. He has not wrestled Tana. And so to get the opportunity one-on-one to get this, it means a lot. And they will put everything on the line for it. And I do think Tanahashi recognizes the importance of him. Like, just think of this guy, man. Like, he came in when the place was in the fucking shitter. He worked his way up. He, it's on his back that New Japan has gone through the dark days. His rivalry of Okada is the you know the the birth of like he was the bird and magic for then the okada yeah. uh omega to be the jordan you know like he was the guy that saved them in the era where they weren't you know they were in the dark ages yeah off the back of and to, pride and yeah that yeah like the nokiism yeah. days yeah. like when you got for judah being the world champion and like it's just like all of that to get through to, to this point where it's like new Japan is now being presented on with AW on national television. It's and the highest saturation it would ever have in new, in American Western sort of uh, consciousness. And it's a pay-per-view that could potentially do a hundred thousand buys, which is an, a very a biggest number they'll ever do in terms of uh, thus far in terms of American engagement. And he gets to be the guy on top. I think he's earned that right. There's no doubt about it. And also for Mox, like the fortune of Punk getting injured. And he's like, I'll fucking get to wrestle Tanahashi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fucking finally. It's finally happening. And and I think those two, regardless of how it's been positioned in the past and regardless of it's not a dream match as people have perceived, but for for John Moxley, it's the most important match. It's it's he's it's his dream. Like and if he cares, and I'm, I'm not having a go at Punk, but I don't think Punk cares as much about wrestling Tanahashi as John Moxley cares yeah. about wrestling Tanahashi. Without a doubt. And, and at the end of the day, if they care, they'll make us care. And I think you'll see that. I really feel like that will, that will steal the show because oh. it's... Tanahashi can make the kids cry for sure. Yeah. 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 It makes all the, the Japanese ladies cry. That's for sure. That's yeah. Tanahashi. Yes. He needs to start. He needs to get his sweat. Get your sweat towels ready, fans that are attending. Get the sweat towels at at just all in the front row because the man will will wipe his ass for you. Still, like, still, one of my biggest regrets was not touching him. I've had many regrets. I've never had a regret about not touching someone. And Tanahashi <laughs> is, is that right there. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's Forbidden Door. Uh, from what we know, it's kind of like it's like uh, it's like Forbidden Half a Door. It's like the Mister Ed Door. It's the Forbidden Doggy Door. Yeah, it's it's part of a door. Like it's an it's an entryway, but it's not a real door. Like until yeah. we get the actual doors, 
Like it's it's like, yeah, for, the forbidden the forbidden French doors. Forbidden never quite door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> forbidden draw. Yeah. Like at what point we haven't quite got the full card. So we did our best forbidden to try to fridge door. I don't know. There's lots <laughs> the of doors. We just, that's that's also a door though. That's a real door. Yeah. The forbidden chili bin. Well, yes, yeah. it certainly is because the chili bean master can't go on the top. But the I, we've done our best, I think, to sort of encapsulate the, the chaos that has been this this build, uh, trying to figure out exactly where it's going. And ultimately, I think with the questions that we've seen and the discussion, it's, it's so speculative because no one has a clear idea of exactly what's happening. And whether that's good or bad is entirely up to how you enjoy your pro wrestling, <laughs> yeah. I think. Um if you like the chaos and like the potential of what could be, then this is, must be fascinating. Like people getting edged, it's edging yeah. towards like Zach and uh, Danielson or but you know what, Jay though? and Kenny. Ooh. All this chaotic energy around this. The, I mean, this, this is one of those pay-per-views that I, I really want the three of us want to watch together because there's going to mm. be some shit that happens and we'll be like, what the actual fuck is going on? <laughs> and that'll be great to share with you, mates. I'm down. Yeah. This, this pay, that's 100% correct. I hope, I hope we can watch it together, boys. That would be actually really nice because this pay-per-view coming up is like the very reason why I'm into wrestling. Yeah, you love, I mean, you're, there's a lot of reasons why you're into wrestling, right? This is one of them. But I do think, I do think that it's got that, you're right, man. Like it's anything can happen because anything has happened and not in the best way. Yeah. Like I thought it was going to be like this build to like, wow, awesome, interesting. It's like, no, let down. Ooh, how do I feel about oh, fuck. this? Oh, this I... is clunky shit. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Oh, gee. Like, yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about any of it. Yeah. Like none of it. I have no, like, I, I feel bad that we, we come on here and, and record a podcast and like have a take on this. It's like, I don't know what my take is yeah. because I have no idea what I'm looking at. It's like, I'm not sure. I don't want to jump in on it because I don't think it's like, it's fully formed. Like I have no clue. Yeah. How, how would you be if you're watching it and members of ROH just started jumping the apron to fuck with the pay per view? Remember oh, yeah. us, Enzo. Yeah. Remember Enzo us, Ben Enzo, Enzo and Cass running. Run That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Tanahashi comes out, ROH come out, and it's just like just messed up and totally. I mean, Red, that's not outside the realm of possibility <laughs> because Tony <laughs> Khan be owns Jay that and Enzo. Holy shit. <laughs> yes you want to hold that announcement off to the very last second you just just yeah. make sure that no one has bought the pay-per-view for you know oh, look, we've I'm, got their money I'm before we announce booking it. i'm gonna say it's j and mjf oh Ooh. i mean there's there's a there's a wild wild so that's just that we just at this point you know what tony khan's biggest strategy was he wants to turn us all into e-fed bookers like himself yeah. like he's trying to make us all become him and just start I'm, randomly throwing shit out at the window like oh yeah it'll work yeah and like okay it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right let's see what, what happens what, there. What, what about what about jay versus shingo cobb hobbs and wardlow oh yeah let's get them all in yeah i mean cobb's already got in. a match but he could replace cobb in that match we could yeah. we could replace cobb with jay in that match and we, we could replace a cobb yeah, I mean, it's the thing, Red. Like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> right. We are one week away. Can you imagine being one week away from Wrestle Kingdom? You're like, no, uh, that other man. I don't know what the main event is. Who's fighting the title? Who fucking? Yeah, who's fighting? Like, what? I feel like the way New Japan has booked him is disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
like it's so odd, isn't it? So it makes it hard for for all these people that are trying to do. Think of the fucking podcasters, TK. Like seriously, yeah. what are you doing? Well, what he gave us. He just gave us content for over an hour and a half. It's true. That is true. But coherent content? <laughs> you guys, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, always. Well, I mean, I'm coherent this way. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, fucking, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> thank you have a happy fucking lunch everyone we've just we don't know we don't know